Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Pure as water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. God bless you, and thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you to give us wisdom and understanding today concerning the real revelation of born again. What does it really mean, and what does a born-again person look like? And Father, we just thank you for doing this. We thank you for opening our understanding. We thank you for causing us to overcome any traditions of men, Lord, which are pretty rampant out there concerning this. So we just thank you, Lord, for doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, okay. I think I'm going to start in John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become children of God. It is children of God here, not sons of God. As some versions put, there are two different words. And um, we... We have to separate the two. The Bible says, uh, He that diligently bringeth up his servant from a child shall be, have him become a son at the last. The whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The sons of God look like Jesus. He is the only born son of God. And we have to be reborn sons of God in him. And so... But when we first come to God, we are a technon, not a huios. A technon is a child and a servant because of their relationship to the Lord. A son, it doesn't have the servant's relationship to the Lord, a huios, right? So, he gave them the right to become children of God, to them that be, believe on his name, who were born... So we're talking about a rebirth here, right? Uh, the word born here is genau. It uh, can be, is, is translated two ways, main ways, uh, begotten and born. So when you see begotten, suspect it's the same word, born, because almost always is. So, um, but let me point something out to you. A child is someone who's born again in spirit. They have a new spirit from God, a born-again spirit, in the image of Jesus' born-again spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to create in us the life of Christ. First spirit, and then soul, and then ultimately body. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. He shall take of mine and declare it unto you. Okay? So, But the beginning of this process is a child of God. Now, maybe we can go into that later uh, in more depth. But the beginning of this process is a born-again spirit. Now, when you hear people talking about born-again in the, I would say, apostate church, most often they think there's nothing more to it than a born-again spirit. They actually say sometimes, you got everything you're going to get. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. It's a big, fat lie. 
Okay, because there is the manifestation of the sons of God. And we'll talk about what manifestation means, but it means a child growing up to be a son. Uh, manifesting uh, in his soul what was put in his spirit. Now I want to say something about your spirit. Your spirit is uh, it's clean, it's fresh, it's, it's holy, it's righteous, but it has to be educated. It's very much uh, a part of your spirit is your conscience. Your conscience tells you what's right and what's wrong. But your conscience won't tell you what's right and what's wrong if you don't teach it, train it. We, we, by the word of God, we should be training our conscience to tell us what is right and what is wrong. And if you obey your conscience, which is your spirit, in your spirit, uh, if you obey that, you will grow up to be sons of God. If you disobey it, you will not. You will not manifest sonship. Uh, we are sons of God. We're all sons of God through faith. Faith calls the things that be not as though they were, right? Faith is believing you have something because of the word of God that you don't manifestly have. Manifestation, of course, is talking about the shining forth from, the glories of God shining forth from his people who walk in his steps. Okay? So, uh, again, I'm going back to verse 13 here. Remember that. Children are born again in spirit. Sons are born again in soul. And your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. It is what makes you, you, right? But your spirit is the most holy part of you, and it's your connection to God, because God is spirit, okay? So, 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Born of God. It's synonymous with born again. Born of God, okay? Now, there is a born again at the beginning of your experience. It's receiving this new spirit, this enlightenment, okay? But you're also heading towards another born again, which is called born again in soul. When God generally speaks about born again, he is talking about the whole process, and many people think they've got everything right up front, which is a lie because they haven't studied the word, okay? But of God and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, now, sons of God are always the Word made flesh. When you study the Word of God, it is to get it down in your soul. You devour it. It's a food. It's a manna out of heaven, who is Jesus Christ, the Word of God. As you devour that manna out of heaven, you become what you eat, as they say. Okay? The seed, which manifests sonship, or the sonship of God, is the word of God. It is his sperma. In some places, that's the way it is the, um, the uh, Greek word, sperma. It is his sperma, the word. If you don't uh, receive the word into your soul, the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind, your will, and emotions is a part of your soul. To be transformed, you must humble yourself to the word of God. That's receiving it into yourself. That's a breaking up your fallow ground so that it can receive the seed instead of rejecting the seed. That re- represents repentance. A person must repent when they read the Word of God so that it goes into them and recreates in them Jesus Christ. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. Which glory? Well, Paul talked about three glories that um, are three different bodies that a person receives. There's star glory, moon glory, and sun glory. Yes, there are differences of people in heaven. Okay? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten. This is again the word genau, born, born, the only born from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, if he's the only one born of the Father, the only born Son, how do we get to be sons? We abide in him, in his body. We are one in his body as we abide in him by faith. And we're sons of God through faith, meaning that as we believe we have received uh, what God gave to us at the cross, which is reconciliation, which is a total exchange, when we believe we've received that, then God begins and will finish uh, putting that all together. Because it is the power of God, not the power of man that does this. People say, you can't do that. I know, that's true. <laughs> but we can believe God, and he can do it. Okay? So, I'm going to read one more verse to you, just because we're there. Um, verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten, some versions say, Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now, the most ancient of manuscripts has the word God there instead of Son. And the numeric pattern proves that is correct. So you're really looking at the only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. Now, if someone's born of God, what does God bring forth? What does a human bring forth? Humans. What does God bring forth? God. Who is that living in you? God. He's the only begotten or born God. So don't say it's blasphemy unless you don't believe that's God in you, okay? Unless you don't believe Christ is in you, in which case you are indeed reprobate, the Bible says, okay? If you have God in you, then the part of you is God, and a part of you is not. You can be son of man and son of God. If God has a son, what is it? If man... If, if a man has a son, what is it? It's a human. That's what you call son of man. Jesus was, according to Romans 1 and 3, both son of man and son of God. And we, too, are both son of man and son of God. Okay, we are created in his image. And this process is, is continuing, you, you see. So, when you say born again, in a lot of cases in the Scriptures, it's talking about more than just the initial born again of your spirit. Because some people don't obey their spirit, which is in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they don't obey, so therefore they don't grow up. Okay, and of course, you're taught by apostate religion that you don't have to obey. But everybody who has faith can obey, because when you believe, God gives you power. And if you don't believe the gospel, then and you're believing you're always going to be a sinner, then you're always going to be a sinner, because the Bible says... Be it unto you according to your faith. That's what Jesus said. As you have believed, so shall it be unto you. So if you want to believe that, go ahead. But there's no faith involved, and you'll never manifest sonship. So let's go over to John chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came unto him by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. 
For no one can do these signs that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except one be born anew, or from above, or of God, you see, they're, they're all synonymous, be born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We must be born again, or from above, to see the kingdom of God. You have no spiritual sight or insight unless you're born from above. And if your soul is born of God, you know him better than anyone. Because that's your mind and your will and your emotions coming into the image of Jesus' mind, will, and emotions. Okay? Oh, praise be to God. So, born here is the same word for begotten in the scriptures. As we read on down, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So he's not talking about a rebirth of the natural man, but a rebirth of the spiritual man, right? And except one be born anew. This is somebody that's already alive. Except one be born anew or from above. Except a person. So we're, talk, we're starting out with the person here. We're starting out with the human. But they have to be born anew from above. Or born above. From above, as the translation actually says. But he can't see the kingdom of God. You know, you know why? Because the kingdom of God is within you. And the kingdom of God is something that the natural man uh, has no understanding of, can't, can't comprehend. He receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness unto him. Okay? He can't see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus saith unto him, Well, does he have to go back into his mother's womb? No, we're not talking about that kind of born again. Okay, so uh, he says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except one be born of water. Again, except one. This is talking about somebody that's already born. Be born of water. Now, this somebody that's already born has to be born of water. These people say this water represents the natural birth. No, it has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Okay? Nothing. This is somebody who's already been naturally born, and they've already come through that water. He's talking about another water, except one be born of water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, the water, I believe, is probably, let's read uh, 1 John 5, 7, and 8. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is the truth. And there are three who bear witness the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and the three agree in one. The Spirit, of course, is the Spirit of God, the omnipresent Spirit of God Almighty. And that's in agreement with the water, which the Bible calls in Ephesians the washing of the water with the Word. This is the Word of God. Okay? And the blood. And, of course, the blood is... Um, is not the blood of man, it's the blood of Jesus, right? And of course, that, um, that blood of Jesus, uh, the, the blood of man that we inherited through our parents, is full of sin. 
Uh, the sins of the parents are passed on unto the children, the Bible says. Okay, so, so, uh, but Jesus is the last Adam. He is the born-again creation Adam, the one who spiritually fathers all of us. It is he and the word that he is that's sown into our heart and recreates him in us. Okay, you, you must agree with the word. Don't agree with religion. It's a farce. The devil always leads people astray with religion. Which one's right? None of them are right. Okay? The only one that's right is this word right here. You can find out the truth if you seek for it and you love it. If you love it, God will show it to you. If any is willing to do the will of the Father, he shall know of the teaching, the Bible says. If you're not willing, if you've got an idolatry with a church or a religion or a preacher, then you're probably not going to know the truth. His servants you are whom you obey, you know. And everyone, Jesus said, when he is perfected shall be as his master. You better make your master Jesus. You better make your master the Holy Spirit. If you make it a man or you make it a religion, because Jesus didn't start any religion, he departed from every religion that was in his time. And there's nothing changed. There's no new thing under the sun. No religion has the truth. Oh, yeah, they all got pieces of the truth, but they don't want to see each other's pieces. So the best thing to do is go right straight to the Lord. Get it right out of the word. Okay, don't trust any man. Seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You say, my version has a little different word there in uh, 1 John 5, uh, 7 and 8. Yep, that's true. This one is much closer to the numeric, and it's pretty close. And I would say you need to pay attention to this. There's three who bear witness the spirit and the water and the blood. Notice, this has nothing to do with the natural water. It has to do with the water of the word, the washing of the water with the word. Born again is washing away your old man, drowning him in the baptism of water, of the word. And, you know, it's a symbol. Your baptism is a symbol of drowning that old man in the water of the word, putting him to death. When you humble yourself to this word, you put that old man to death. And the new man that comes up is in the image of Jesus Christ. Okay? So, now, let's go back, since we have looked at that. Except one be born of water. First John, I mean, excuse me, John 3 and 5. Except one be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Truly so. And uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So if you're born of the water and the Spirit, and these two agree, it can't be born of the flesh, which is the natural, right? So that's just more religious hogwash, right? That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born anew. Amen. We must be born anew. Begotten, by the way, is the same word. And so I'd like to do a little study with you on that. Uh, begotten, to see what it is to be born again. Because you don't just pick out one or two verses and twist them out of context. We can see here that they've already done that with this. So let's go to First John chapter 2 and verse 28. And now, my little children, and it is children... And a little further down, he says, uh, Now are we the children of God. Uh, technon, not huios. 
And if they say sons, it's because they just thought it sounded good. That's all. (laughs) Because the word is wrong. Now are we the children of God. It's not yet made manifest, three and two, what we shall be. Uh, We know that if he shall be manifest, we shall be like him. There it is. Oh, boy. So we're coming into the image of Jesus. Now let's go back to 28 again. And now, my little children, abide in him. That if he be manifested, oh my goodness, him manifested. And the word uh, manifested here is the word phaniru, to make visible or cause to shine. It's actually making visible and causing to shine forth the glory of God. As you come into the manifestation of the Son of God, you shine forth. Paul gives us three stages. He called it the the star glory, the moon glory, and the sun glory. I'm not going to explain that to you, but it's a, a progressive stage. And the sun is the greatest glory, okay, because it represents the sun, <laughs> right? Star glory is is separate from one another. Moon glory is becoming coming into unitedness because the moon is one, but also the moon is dead. And we have to go through death to have resurrection. The moon is dead. It reflects only the light of the sun. That is a stage that we go through. First, we have our own glory, like the star glories. Then we have the moon glory, which is death. But it's unity, because you can't become one with your brother unless you're dead to self. Okay, And a lot of people haven't made it through that one yet, and maybe never will. Okay. And then, of course, the next one is once again to have your own glory, but it is the glory of the Lord in you. The third stage and the greatest stage of the glory of God manifested in you. Okay? So, abide in him that if he shall be manifested, phaniru, to make visible, to cause to shine. He is shining out. The more... I've actually had this experience of I once when I was in many years ago when I was young in the Lord, but but running fanatically after the Lord. I had a man uh, who wasn't even a saved person. He was working with me. He was watching me closely. He was learning from me. Uh, he was a worldly person. But I again met him some years after I was teaching him how to do his job, um, and he said. You know, David, I never told you this, he said, but I saw you one time walking across uh, the pipe steel unit there at Exxon. And he said, there was a glow all around you. And I told him, I said, well, you know, Christians have that glow. It's the glory of God. And sometimes it can be seen if God enables us to see it. And it grows as we grow. And uh, he was awed at that. It, it made an impact on him. And he, 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 I noticed as an apprentice, he watched me very closely. He, he was, you know, I could see questions in his face and in his eyes. I always talked about the Lord, you know. There is. He was raised a Catholic, and they put that halo around the, the head of Jesus and the apostles and so on and so forth. And there is a glory that shines forth out of God's people. Sometimes it can be seen, but it's always seen in the spirit realm. Always. So this glory grows. And it's a process, but it grows. And the born again is a process. And it grows too. Uh, because your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And it all needs to come into the image of Jesus. Right? 
if he shall be manifested. Of course, the received text, by the way, also has a footnote that said this word is if, not when. It's not talking about the coming of the Lord physically in the sky. We know that's a when. It's talking about his manifestation in you. That's an if. And so they changed it because they knew the Lord was coming, so that couldn't be right. So <laughs> No, the numeric pattern is in if he shall be manifested. If he shall shine forth from you, it says, we may have boldness and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If there's this glory shining forth from you, you will not be ashamed at the coming of the Lord. Okay, and that is the, Perusia, that's the physical coming of the Lord. The manifestation is that epiphany. It is the coming of the Lord in you. The Lord comes first in his people. It's a epiphania. The last part of that, phania, is like this phaniru, you see. And it means to shine forth from. It's spoken of the children of God as they grow up in the Lord, the epiphany. The epiphany is the coming of the Lord in you. And the perusia is the coming of the Lord for you. Of course, he doesn't want to come for you before he comes in you, because then you would be ashamed before him at his coming. And if you know that he is righteous, hey, what is this righteous? It is that shining forth of the Lord. What? How do you define righteous? Righteous is in right standing with the word. Remember we talked about the word is the seed of God? The word is manifested in you. Oh, glory be to God. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also that doeth righteousness is born of him. That's right. The word begotten there is Janao, the same word, born. Now, I favor translating a word the same way through the Bible so you connect things. Now you want to see this is born again right here. It's the same thing. So many times when the Lord speaks, whether he's speaking through John or whoever he's speaking through, many times he speaks when he says born or born of him or born again or born from above. He's talking about the whole process, not just uh, the beginning of the process. You can do nothing unless you have a born again spirit. With a born again spirit, you're then empowered to hear the voice of God through his spirit, to have a relationship with God through his spirit. It's spirit to spirit, you see. And so we know Jesus was born of God. He had a born-again spirit. He had a born-again soul. And he received a born-again body because he had a born-again soul. If you get a born-again soul, you will have a born-again body. If you don't get a born-again soul, to some extent, 30, 60, or 100-fold, you won't have a born-again body. When Jesus spoke about those that bore fruit, 30, 60, and 100-fold, he was talking about the manifestation of sonship as a 100-fold. And you're, you're in this process, you see. Now, let me say this. We're all sons of God through faith. You must believe that the Son of God exchanged his life for yours, which is reconciliation exchange, so that now, by faith, you are a son. How do you get sonship? You have to first be a son by faith. Okay? So, don't give up. When you look in the mirror, see Jesus. That's what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. We'll talk about that a little later. Okay? He that doeth righteousness is born of him. Okay. So that which is born of him in you is doing righteousness. 
The old man doesn't do righteousness, neither can he go to heaven. Flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom. That's what Jesus said. He has to die. You have to lose your life to gain your life. And by the way, they inhabit the same territory, which is your body, the old man and the new man. So therefore, when the new man takes ground, it has to, he has to do it at the expense of the old man. The old man has to die in order to give more ground to the new man. You have to lose your life to gain your life, Jesus said. The outer man is decaying. The inner man is being renewed day by day. As the outer man decays, the inner man is renewed. If you're not going to die to self when you read his word, repent and believe his word and act on his word, you are not going to grow up into the manifestation of the sons of God. The whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, Paul said in Romans chapter 8. Because that's the only hope that the creation has to be delivered from the curse. Jesus went around delivering the creation from the curse. And so do his sons. So do the sons of God. They do the same work that Jesus did. Okay. Now we're seeing that born of him is a much bigger picture. But it's part of the process. And also you see the end from the beginning. You receive the end from the beginning as the Lord taught you to do so. You, uh, we're accounted righteous through faith. If you believe he took away your sins and he gave you his life, that's faith. And then you must cooperate with him in this death process of the waters of baptism, putting to death your old man, that is the word of God, putting to death your old man, so that your new man can live. Amen? The old man is drowned, and the new man comes up, and that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that glory that you have a hope of, of course, is that star glory, moon glory, sun glory. Okay? I want to continue to tell you what this born-again person looks like. So, I'm going to start in verse 2, chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now are we the children of God. It's not yet made manifest what we shall be. It's not yet manifested. Your children, your servant, he that bringeth of his servant from a child shall have him become a son at the last. Okay? You're a servant of God. You are a child of God, but you're not yet manifesting sonship. You are a son of God by faith, but you're not manifesting it's not shining forth yet, okay? It's not yet made manifest what we shall be. We know that if he shall be manifested, if he shines forth in us, if he's caused uh, to become visible, shining forth in us, right? Shall be manifested, we shall be like him. Oh my goodness, isn't that awesome? We shall be like him. So the manifestation of sonship is to be like him. And again, it's the word if in the original. And for we shall see him even as he is. How do you see him even as he is? Well, when you look in the mirror, Second Corinthians 3 and 18, we behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord, and we're transformed into that same image from glory to glory. That's faith. It's faith to look in the mirror and see Jesus. But it's the word of God. You don't look in the mirror and see your old man. You don't look in the mirror and see yourself as a sinner. You see yourself as a saint. Jesus said, everything that you pray for, believe you received it, and you shall have it. Mark eleven twenty four. You have to believe you've received it. That's how faith works. You don't, people don't even know what faith is. Faith is believing something you don't see. 
until you do see it. Same goes for healing and everything else you get from God, right? We shall be like him, for we shall see him even as he is. Some people have another Jesus, and they want, they're they quite content to grow up into this other Jesus because he kind of favors them as they live in their old ways, you know. And, of course, that's not the Jesus that exists. And that's uh, it's another Jesus and another spirit and another gospel. And you can't manifest the 30, 60, and 100-fold Jesus said the one out of four in the in the uh, parable of the sower did. One out of four manifested 30, 60, and 100-fold. You can't do that if you got another Jesus. You might come into the image of that other Jesus, but that's not the Jesus Anything that's another Jesus is Antichrist. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every one that hath this hope set on him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Let's just believe it like it says it. Now, I know there's lots of preaching that's Antichrist preaching that's against this, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If It's the only seed that will bring forth Christ. It's the Bible. Okay. Everyone that hath this hope set on him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Everyone that doeth sin doeth also lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested. There's that word again. To take away sins. And in him is no sin. Okay. So when you sin, do you sin, do you, are you in Christ? Well, no, you're not in Christ. There's no sin in him. You say, I abide in Christ. Oh, well, then you have to walk as he walked. That's what he said. Okay. And if you walk as he walked, are you sinning? <laughs> well, no, you're not. Okay. And you know that he was manifested to take away sins. Oh, well, they thought, well, we just keep our sins, but we get forgiven. No, they had that in the Old Testament. In the, you haven't come into the New Testament if you believe that. He was manifested to take away sin. Now, this isn't just the action of sin. It's the very nature of sin. He took it away. He nailed it on the cross. He delivered you. He exchanged your life for his life. Will you accept this exchange? It is a matter of you giving up your life and accepting his life. And in him is no sin. So when you sin, you step out of him. Can't grow that way because you're growing the flesh instead of the spirit. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither knoweth him. So when you abide in him, you don't sin. What is Who is the man that abides in him? It's your spiritual man. Who is the man that does not abide in him? It's your carnal man. It's fleshly man. Okay. You must die. If you feed the spiritual man, he will grow. If you feed the carnal man, he will grow. And you won't bear the fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold, and you won't be accepted in the kingdom of God. Okay. My little child, my little children, excuse me, let no man lead you astray. Now, this is so simple. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Well, I know a lot of people don't like to read 1 John chapter 3. It just doesn't fit their theology. But it's the truth, and you can ignore it, but you won't grow up. 
and you won't bear fruit. And you know what he says about those that don't bear fruit. So sorry. So much for your once saved, always saved, and, and other such goofy doctrines as that. My little children, let no man lead you astray. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. That's, that just stands alone. It's all the word of God. He that doeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Now, your old man is from the devil. He is born from beneath, as Jesus said of the Pharisees, the very leadership of his people at that day. You're from beneath, I'm from above. So, in you there is a man that is born from beneath and is of the devil. And in you there is a man that's born from above and is of God, born of God. Who's going to win? It's up to you. To this end was the Son of God manifested. So, And also you must be manifested as the Son of God. He must shine forth from you. That he might destroy the works of the devil. And that he did. He became a sacrifice. He bore your sins upon that cross so that he could give you his life. He made an exchange, which is the word reconciliation. He made this exchange. He gave you his life. And now you don't live anymore. Christ lives in you. That's what Paul said. That was his great good confession in the sight of many witnesses. Right? And that's our good confession too. Jesus lives in me. I look in the mirror and I see him by faith. Not because of my righteousness or my ability or anything else. But because he said it. And because he said it, I'm going to believe it. And because I believe it, I'm going to have it. Jesus said, all things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe you received them, received his past tense, and you shall have them. All things whatsoever. Have you asked God for the manifestation of sonship? Are you believing him for it? If you believe that he took away your sins, then you have it by faith. Right? Because what, when the sin is gone, <laughs> guess who's left? <laughs> okay. Uh, to this end was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God. There it is. Begotten, born. This is the truth about being born again. Whosoever is born of God doeth no sin. So, you know that sin that you do? That's keeping you in that part of your life from being born of God. If you continue on with that, you cannot bear fruit in that area and, and other areas where you let the old man live instead of taking him to the cross, right? Whosoever is born of God doeth no sin, because his seed, which is what? According to the parable of the sower, is the word of God. There it is, the water, the spirit and the water. Whosoever is born of God doeth no sin, because his seed abideth in him. And he cannot sin, because he's born of God. What's born of God is God. Does God sin? God cannot sin, the Bible says. Okay? And if you're a son of God in that, let's just say, that baby that's being born in you, that's coming to fruition and is about to be birthed to be seen by the world, that's the fruit of Jesus Christ in you. You may have had dreams like that. Many people have dreams about having babies, even men. And what it's talking about is your spiritual man. Don't mistreat your spiritual man. He must grow. 
He needs he needs the breath of God, which is the Spirit of God, same word, right? He needs water. He needs food, <laughs> the Word of God, right? You've got to feed him. Uh, otherwise, he just dies in the womb, twice dead and plucked up by the roots. And it's your fault if you do that, okay? So, born of God is not sinning. And that man in you that's born of God cannot sin. Have you noticed that you're not tempted with some things you used to be? Can God finish that that process and, and do it with everything in your life? He's God. Don't say he can't do this. You can say you can't do it, but that's okay. But you can't say he can't do it. And if you believe he's done it, then you have to believe that he's done it. He took, past tense, took away your sins. Verse 10, in this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Can you be a, um, have, can you have a born again spirit and, and continue to walk as a son of the devil? Well, of course you can. People do it all the time, but they won't bear fruit. 30, 60, and 100 fold. And why did he stop at 100 fold? Because that's 100%. Every servant, when he is perfected, shall be as his master. Again, you don't want to look at a preacher. You don't want to look at a religion. They've always all been wrong. Always. In Jesus' day, they were all wrong. You have to go to the Word of God. Seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And the children of the devil. Okay, so there's two manifestations happening, the manifestation of the Son of God, the manifestation of the Son of the Devil, the manifestation of the children of God, the manifestation of the children of the Devil, okay? So whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. That's the same thing as not born of God. See, up above, because he is begotten of God or born of God. So if you're not of God, you're not born of God. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. How long do you want to let that guy hang around? Because you're running out of time. You see, you're in this in order to crucify the old man and bring life to the new man. Obey your baptism. It was an act of faith, believe it or not. And you have to believe it. If you believe that at your baptism the old man died and the new man came to life, then from then on you say, It's no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You must agree with the good confession. Don't be talking about how you're a sinner. and you, this, you, you Repent. If you, if you sinned, repent. Go to God. Ask him to deliver you and continue to believe he has. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. They are not born of God. This is not born again. That's the old man. Neither he that loveth not his brother. A person that doesn't love his brother, he's not born of God. He's not a son of God. The hatred is the old man. The sin is the old man. It's not the new man. He cannot sin. For this is the message which you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. So, if you're born of God, that part of you which is born of God loves your brother. If you continue to hate your brother, criticize your brother, uh, slander your brother, if you continue to do things against your brother, speak against your brother, which is the word blasphemy, to speak against, then you'll never be born of God. Not as Cain was of the evil one and slew his brother. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people called Christians that are slaying their brother. Wherefore, 
slew he him because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. Yep, it's always that way. That Him that's been born of the flesh always persecutes him that's born of the Spirit. As Paul said, they hate you because that Spirit that's manifested in them is not the same Spirit that's manifested in you. They are contrary. They are enemies. Okay? So what about this love? Let's go down to 4 and 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Yes, God is love. Then who must we be? Love. We must be love. Go read 1 Corinthians 13 and find out what love is and just know that that's what God is. That's what God is creating. That's the end process, right? Let us love one another for love is of God. It is born of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Begotten, same word, born. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Yep. If you want to be accepted by faith through grace, but you don't want your brother to be, you don't love. If you're criticizing your brother instead of praying and believing for him, you don't love. You want grace for you. You want to be accepted. You want to be blood covered, but you don't want him to be blood covered. You don't love, and you don't know God. If you're factious, you don't know God, and you don't love, and you'll never bear fruit, and you're running out of time. So let's go back, since we have proven verse three, chapter 3, verse 11 here in uh, chapter 4 and verse 7. We know what born, is, born again is. Born again is love. Born again is righteousness. Born again is not sinning. Okay, here we're finding out what this is, you see. What is born again? Can you be born again and continue to do those things? Well, the part of you that's doing those things is not born of God. And I'm going to prove you that if you just stick with me. But let's read a little bit further down here. Verse 13. Marvel not, brethren, if the world hateth you. Well, Jesus said, hey, if it hated you, it hated me first, you know. Um, All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you're not being persecuted by God's, quote, unquote, people, you're not walking before the Lord. Read through the Bible. Find out every some every person that came that represented a son of God, all the prophets and so on and so forth. Look at them, how they were hated. If you're not walking with God, you're not going to draw any hatred. If you are walking with God, those who are not born of God in their soul, they will be your enemies. Okay, it's just that way. Marvel not, brethren, if the world hateth you, we know that we have passed out of death and into life because we love the brethren. You who don't love the brethren, who criticize the brethren, who judge the brethren, who don't pray pray and believe for the brethren, you are not born of God in that area because we love the brethren. He that loveth not abideth in death. Now you can't... Bring forth life if you abide in death. Whosoever hateth this brother, and by the way, this is not this fierce hatred that everybody wants to make it. The Lord said that his people hated him. He threatened to kill him to Moses 
and make of him a greater nation. Because the witnesses came back, and only two of them agreed with God, and they loved God, and they went to the promised land in their bodies. That's a spiritual type. The rest of them died in the wilderness because they hated God. If you, fall, if you don't agree with God, if his word is not more important to you than your word or the word of man, you hate God. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And, you know, people murder in more than one way. They uh, murder a person's reputation. They're murderers. Hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Sad to say it, folks. It's just the facts. Every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And his children are loved too. When you're born of him, that part of you that's born in him is God. I'm going to prove that to you too. If you say God doesn't dwell in you, well, you got a problem. You need to be born again. Hereby know we love because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Yes, you are no good to anybody if you don't lay down your life. That old carnal man has to die. As the outer man is decaying, the inner man is being renewed day by day. The more you die, the more you live. It's just that simple. So if you love the people around you, you love your children, you love your wife, you love your husband, if you love them, you will die. If you don't, you'll live. You're selfish. You want the old man to live? If he lives, you die. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. You have to be twice born to be twice dead. And if you have a twice born spirit, you can still die. Yes, you can still die because you have a soul to be born again. Your fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold, is born in your soul. You already have fruit in your spirit. It's a brand new spirit. 36 and 100 fold has to be born. The mind, the will, and the emotions in your soul. But whoso hath the world's goods and beholdeth his brother in need and shutteth up his compassion from him, how doth the love of God abide in him? Oh, if you don't have the love of God, remember, you're not born of him. My little children, let us not love in word, neither with the tongue. There's a lot of people that do. I love you. And then they turn around and stab you in the back. They're fakes. They know what it takes to be acceptable around them. And they know the lingo. They just don't have the walk. They're fakes. And lots of times you know that. But you give them the benefit of the doubt. And you hope, hope in God for them. And you pray for them. Ultimately, if there is a problem, though, they will come out. Their claws will come out. My little children, let us not love in word, neither with the tongue, but in deed and in truth. Hereby shall we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our heart before him. Amen. Well, let's go over to 1 John 5 and 1. Whoso believeth that Jesus is the Christ is begotten of God. Do you really believe that real Jesus is the Christ? Well, you don't even see him unless you're born from above. You can't see the kingdom of God. And whosoever loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. So if you lo you're born again, that part of you is born again, if you love your brother. 
You love him as much as you love yourself. You want grace. You want the blood covering, but you don't want him to have it. You want to reveal his sins. You want to be angry with him because of his sins. You want to judge him because of his sins, but you don't judge yourself. You're a hypocrite. Loveth him that is born of him. Hereby we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and do his commandments. If you don't do God's commandments, you don't love God, according to Jesus, and you don't love his children. Because you're leading them astray. You're, you're, you're leaven that's leavening the whole lump. You have to be kicked out because of your leaven. God does that regularly. He turns people over to the devil for the destruction of their flesh that their spirits might be saved in the day of the Lord. If they don't grow and they're just leaven, he just turns them over to the devil and they go berserk. And then they're gone. They're just, you know, they're, and they're, they, by the way, they'll crucify you too. Okay, hereby we know that we love the children of God when we love God and do his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Listen, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Did you hear that? He didn't say whosoever. He said whatsoever is born of God. In other words, whatsoever part of you is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that hath overcome the world, even our faith. Oh, glory be to God. So, again, a person who walks in faith will be born of God. And whatsoever part of him walks in faith will be born of God. And whatsoever part of him loves his brother will be born of God. And if he doesn't, he won't bear any fruit. He'll stop growing right there. It won't bear fruit. In verse 18, we know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that was born of God keepeth himself, and the evil one toucheth him not. Now, you may argue about who this is. It is Christ in you, because he was born of God, he keepeth himself. And when Christ in you is able to keep himself in you, We know that whosoever is born of God, begotten, born, same word, sinneth not. But he that was begotten of God, that is your spiritual man, he was begotten of God, and he is in the image of Jesus, and Jesus was begotten of God. So people argue whether this is Jesus or whether it's you. Well, you better hope it's both. But he that was begotten of God keepeth himself, and the evil one toucheth him not. You don't have to sin. God gave you power over sin. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels, Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. My thirsting soul, pure as water, made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus. I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus. 